NotFest.com presents Talk To Me. With over 300 interviews under his belt and six years running, your host Joshua Toomey interviews metal and rock's heaviest hitters. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Here's your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome into a special episode of Talk To Me here on NotFest.com. As always, I am Joshua Toomey, joined by the one and only Chris Aiken. Chris, how we doing? What is up, man? Ready to do this tonight, man. Yeah, well, this is going to be a fun one, man. We're uh, we're still recording live episodes through the holidays for you guys, and then we figured we would do a top 10 of uh, 2022, man. A lot of great albums out this year, and uh, just kind of going down our top 10 list of what came out. Yeah, and it, this should be interesting. Now, to, so everybody's clear, we have not shared what our top 10 are with each other right. at all. <laughs> so... So neither of us knows as of this minute what's coming up. So it should be really interesting to see where we where we collide and where we go very astray. So <laughs> this should be good. <laughs> right, right. And um, before we dive into the top 10, man, um, did you do anything good for Christmas over the holidays? Anything good coming up? Anything going on? Not a damn thing over the holidays. <laughs> I mean, I, I had dinner with my mom and my niece and my uh, and my two of my kids on uh, yeah. Christmas Eve. And that degenerated quickly into my mom telling horror stories about me as a kid and then her telling even more horror stories about herself as a kid. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, mom. You know, my mom started my mom telling stories about drunk driving and drugging wow. and stuff. I was like, holy smokes. No wonder I was such a disaster. Got it from you. <laughs> I'll never forget, man, the time that we, my family used to go camping a lot when I was, you know, preteen, 10, 11, 12, like the whole family, a whole mom side of the family. Right. And they're like the church going every Sunday, you know, they're doing, sure. you know, vacation Bible school and Sunday school and all that stuff. So just growing up, I thought they were as clean as could be. Sure. And then, and then my grandparents went to bed and my uncle stayed up talking about all the shit they did as teenagers and i was just like oh my god like i was think i was 11 or 12 hearing my uncles talking about getting busted with weed and drinking and all this other stuff and i'm like what kind of family am i a part of (laughs) i know that was so weird i'm sitting there with you know my mom who's who's pretty i mean she's not mild-mannered i mean as i've talked about many times she was always rock chick or whatever but i never really totally get it until i'm sitting there and she's telling my niece and my kids these stories about her drinking and partying till like like till the bars closing and going to somebody's house after to keep drinking until the sun comes up and stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Nice. And then she's like, but then we had to come home because the babysitter was gonna leave in the morning. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's like when I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they they my my wife's family, um big drinkers like her mom and dad are sure. big drinkers right and i and i found out recently that my mother-in-law's nickname is peg leg because she can drink everybody under the table so <laughs> everybody assumes she <laughs> nice has a hollow leg <laughs> yeah yeah there you go <laughs> so one thing at christmas when you're un- when you know the whole family's together and you're unwrapping presents what's yeah. your what's your go-to um like the way that you guys do it what's the order that is it is Dude, it, it back in those days when I used to do that, it was always like the kids would open everything, and then, and then usually I would throw it to my ex, and then she would open her shit, and then, 
And then I would just kind of casually open my stuff at the end. There was, we tried all that stuff as, you know, the, okay, your turn, then your turn. Right. Then your, th that never works because nobody, <laughs> you know, as much as, as much as you think that everybody wants to see what everybody else got, nobody cares. Right. The kids sure don't care. They don't give a shit what their, what their siblings got or what you got. They just want to open their stuff and get to that PlayStation or whatever. We, we had all the kids over and, you know, woke up for Santa Claus, all that stuff. And I grew up, you know, youngest to oldest, you know, youngest. Sure. Okay. You know, everybody you know, opens. Oh, I look, I got a Tonka truck. Oh, I got yeah. this, you know, blah, blah. And then you move on to the next kid. Right. Right. Dude, my wife passed out the presents and then just said, go. It was pandemonium. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on here? It was like, I didn't see anything that anybody opened. And next thing I know, it was just a pile of wrapping paper and, and <laughs> just uh, and paper insanity. flying everywhere. <laughs> it was crazy, man. <laughs> like, uh, so that's fun. Did how many did the kids out? Did they? And if so, how many who opened the wrong gifts? Like they were just tearing through stuff and they opened their sister's gift or their brother's gift or whatever. Uh, everybody pretty much. I don't think anybody opened the wrong gift. There was a okay. couple of times where, cause we both have boys the same age. So like we got them the same thing, almost yeah. doing almost like a twins kind of thing. But sure. a couple of times we had to like, make sure they opened the same thing at the same time. So that, right. you know, someone wasn't mad. Like I wanted one of those. And you're like, <laughs> and, you, and you don't want to be like, well, you yeah. do have one yeah. because we don't well, try that one over there. <laughs> <laughs> try this one. That's the same size. Yeah. Oh, and she did stockings first, which blew my mind too. Stockings <laughs> are the last thing. Like I was, I was like, we need to go back to the drawing board on uh, Christmas. Yeah. Morning. I mean, stockings is, I mean, what are you sticking stockings? Stockings, you're just like fucking batteries and shit like that for the remotes or whatever, <laughs> right? Batteries and you know shampoo and, and yeah, uh, junk, <laughs> candy. You want that's for the that's for the end. But I digress. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, I hope everybody out there had a good uh, good good yeah, Christmas, yeah. good holidays, whatever you celebrate, all that good stuff. And uh, leave in the comments, you know, your favorite gift or something. How about that? How about it? Maybe um, we'll give you a late gift to get here with this list. <laughs> There you go. Um, I did. I did my top ten. I did have a couple of honorable mentions. We'll dive into those first. Okay. Um, I did want to give a. a I thought the new Ozzy was really good. The uh, patient number nine. I just didn't make my list. Okay. And then, uh, and then Wednesday thirteen horrifier. I thought. I thought he did. That was a really good album this year. Okay. Two two honorable mentions for my list. All right. I'm gonna wing these because I did not have those ready. But <laughs> if both of those are actually good, and neither made my lists either, but um. I would have to say for honorable mention, one of them would be Corn Requiem. Okay. I thought it was pretty solid, but just did not near as solid as these here. But I, I listened to it a lot. So that's kind of how I gauge everything is just how much I listen to it. So um, Corn would be one. And the other is a, is a band nobody even knows about called Kill Ritual. Okay. They're, they're, they're just a thrash band from bullshit wherever. And I, I, I really don't know anything about them. And, and it's funny because I actually interviewed them and I still don't know anything about them, but, um, but they're, uh, what I do know is their album kills. It's just a, a thrash band called kill ritual. All if right. you want to look that up. So those would be my two honorables before we get to the, to the meat and potatoes of things. There we go. All right, man, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go back and forth and uh, I'll give you your, uh, I'll give you the honor of giving number 10. All right. My number 10 is probably the only thing that I have that's not like really, really heavy because it surprised me how good it was. It's yeah. uh, Tony Martin from okay. Black Sabbath fame. He put out an album called Thorns. Okay. And man, this thing, 
this guy, I mean, how long has it been since he was in Black Sabbath? 30 years, 25 years, something like that? Yeah, he's kind of like the forgotten guy of Black Sabbath. Yeah. This thing's as good as anything he's ever done. Might be better than most of the Sabbath stuff he's ever done. I mean, it, it's it's just a fantastic list, and it's one of them records that you put on, and it's just like gone. And, like, and then you look down, it's like 55 minutes of played. And you're like, <laughs> wow, that right? thing was awesome. So for me, that that's a that was my number 10 was Tony Martin Thorns, and I suggest everybody go check it out because it's really, really strong. Yeah, I uh I, I kind of got my list together and I had a had a pretty decent order. And then mm-hmm. today, as I was driving around, I, I kind of went through like one one last time. And sure. And this album came out and blew me away. And it's kind of the same thing with you. I wasn't expecting a lot, but as I was hearing singles and, and getting closer to it. Uh, I definitely got, uh, got pumped for it. And then once I got it, I was just like, this was really as good as I think it is. And that's uh skid row. The gang is all here. Uh, I'll okay. Go number, number 10. I think Eric Gronwall did a fantastic job. Sure. Um, you know, I, like we said, man, as, as the, as this, these singles were coming out and the videos of Eric singing the classic skid row and just everything around it, man, this was the most pumped I've been for a skid row album since like slave to the grind. Yeah. So, uh, and just kind of checking it out again, you know, Hell or High Water is a jam. Um, uh, time bomb. You know, yeah, Time Bomb. Time Bomb's a jam. So, I mean, there's so much good stuff on here. And so, yeah, for number 10, I'm going to go uh, The Gang is All Here by Skid Row. Strong record, man. I, it didn't yeah. make my 10, which is probably stunning, but it, you know, it, it, it's one of those records that just hasn't really left my player much either. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I still am listening to it a lot. Um, you know, the only... I, I think I would have liked it better if I could see it now. I so want to see them with that lineup okay. before I can be like all the way sold, I guess, you know, cause I I'm a big skid row fan and, and I do agree with you. It's a great record, but um, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it's in the, it's in the near honorable mention in my list. How's that? <laughs> nice. There you go. All right. What do you got for number nine? All right. Number nine, I'm going to make the management team happy. Uh, number nine for me, lamb of God omens. Um, didn't, didn't not expect it to be good. Didn't necessarily expect it to be great either. I did not like the last record very much at all. And, uh, and really I haven't liked the last couple, you know, the, the, what was the one before the Dune Unstrung or whatever that was. Right. Yeah. 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 I didn't like that very much. And, (laughs) and I, and I didn't like the last one a whole ton and Omen's just what a punch in the face, man. I mean, it's just like a pummeling. One of the heaviest, if not the heaviest, record Lamb of God's ever done. Yeah, and and just pounding, man. I, I again, like I said, I I didn't like the last two, so I didn't have a lot of expectation on this. And man, did it come out and kick ass! So, number nine for me, Omens, Lamb of God. I'll go number nine. I have a uh, the band Drugs came out with the album uh, Destroy Rebuild. Yeah, um, drugs obviously stands for uh, destroy, rebuild until God shows. I believe is the the actual name of the band. Um, Craig Owens is one of my favorite singers out there. Um, got to interview him this year. Got to sure. meet him at Louder Than Life. Got to see the band live once again. And um, this one was was kind of a slow burn for me, man. I, I I was so excited when it came out. I listened to it a couple of times. I wasn't sold, but then like you get those little earworms every once in a while, and you're like, sure. you know what? I should go back and listen to that again and listen to it again. And this was actually an album that was going to be number ten on the list, and then through re-listens, it, <laughs> it, it moved up a spot 
in the uh, in the talk to me list over here. So so number nine, uh, drugs with destroy rebuild. It's a good record, man. It really yeah. is a it really is a strong, isn't it? You know, before we get to number eight, just overall, forgetting the list for a minute. There's a lot of good music this year, yeah. don't you? Do you agree? I mean, there's. It was hard for me to narrow to ten. My my initial list, like I don't know how you did yours, but what I did was I went to Wiki. And I just looked at the list yeah. of metal albums released in 2022. And I wrote it and I, you know, I just kind of wrote them down as, as I found them. And at one point I had like 63 names on the list. I was like, Holy smokes. I was wow. like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. I listened to a lot. And then I kind of went through my Spotify and, or um, yeah, Spotify and was like, okay, what did I listen to the most? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and then tried to narrow it down that way and then just narrow down to what I like. But, I was surprised how many records there was at least a record a week that was good this year, which that oh, yeah. does not happen very often. So, well, I think this is the the all the COVID records just came out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like all these bands were were sitting on all these great records, and the one thing too was was really trying to go back and find records. And then there's you know this might be the only time we do a top ten albums list because next year might have to be like top ten just singles or singles something or because. Something, yeah. Cause there were so many times where I went back and I was like, all right, that, that band put out a, a, a song or two or three and that were really good. Like non-point put out like paper tigers and things like that. Sure. But that wasn't, that was just a song you know, or, or a song or two. Mm -hmm. So there weren't full albums from some bands. And I, you know, so many of the bands that we're interviewing now are just doing singles and just doing songs here and there. So, so actually finding 10 albums of material, was was a little bit of a stretch, but uh, but yeah, it was it was fun to kind of go back and I like I, I I did what you did, you know, looked at the Wikipedia, uh, looked at who I interviewed this year just to sure. see like you know any albums that stuck out to me there, and uh, yeah, so that's where I came with all my uh, my top ten. Hell yeah, lots of good stuff, including this one at number eight for me. This is not a reach at all. As much, it's the one I wanted to hate and don't. Megadeth, uh, <laughs> yeah. sick, the dying and the dead. As as has been noted many many times, I am all team Team Ellison on the on that that camp, and I wanted this album to suck more than anything. I really really did, so that I could justify the fact that I'm a Team <laughs> right. Ellison. And this is this is as good a Megadeth record as there's been in the last, you know what, twenty five years. I yeah, mean, going, going back to the the glory days, I would say. There's that. I mean, I think the Dystopia is a really good album. So I, mean, I do it's, too. It's it's hard to say it's the best. You know, I think the last couple of records have obviously been way better than you know, kind of the middle part of the career. Sure. But, the only uh, the only problem I had with Dystopia was I didn't I didn't feel like it was it had that crunch to it, the big yeah. sound, but the crunch. This has the huge sound. I mean, this has arena sound, but it's still crunchy and heavy. Yeah. Um, great songs. Uh, the videos were a little much. I mean, they were kind of cool, but they got they're a little overkilly. But again, we weren't reviewing the re the videos; we're reviewing the <laughs> right. albums. And song wise, just a great record. Um, so yeah, Mega Dave does it again. He comes he comes with with it strong and hard and sick, dying and the dead. Good stuff. Number eight. Yeah, I think there's a few records on the list that we both talked about wanting to hate, mm -hmm. and then as soon as they came out, we're like, fuck. Such a good album. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, my next one, uh, you know, name of the, uh, the you know, the, the name of the channel. <laughs> All right. uh, Slipknot put out an album this year. The end is so far. Um, this album, I actually went back and listened to today. It, it is very single heavy. Like the singles are fantastic. Sure. Um, 
you know, obviously if you like Slipknot, you're going to like the album. Um, couple, you know, a couple tracks other than the singles that, that popped out to me were like hive mind, things like that. Uh, just so, so much good stuff on the album. And, um, if you're a Slipknot fan, I think you will enjoy. There you go. What's that? Number eight. That'd be number eight. All right. Number seven for me, just because I love her, uh, arch enemy (laughs) deceivers. Nice. Aside from my love of, of Alyssa white glues, I I cannot get enough of this record. It just from the opening moment when they shared that video where it like just leads it just like, it just blows up that, that whole thing just sucked me in. And the album is killer. I mean, absolutely killer. One of the probably of my top 10, it's probably the best guitar album of the top 10. The guitars on this thing are absolutely crazy. Alyssa sounds as evil as she's ever sounded. Just a great record. <laughs> Another super quick listen, man. Uh, you know, you you put it on, and next thing you know, it's over. And, you know, it's just great. So uh, for me, number whatever we're at, number seven, Arch number Enemy seven. Deceivers. That's mine. Yeah, that's an, that's an album I need to dive into a little bit more because I know that the the single that we've uh, or the video that you you know we've talked about before is is an incredible video. So yeah, an album I need to dive into. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, my number seven is an album you've already had on your list is uh, Lamb of God Omens. Um, just just an absolutely massive sounding record. Yep. Lamb of God is kind of one of those bands that that they've kind of hit that lamb of god sound and if you like lamb of god you're gonna like omens and um i, I one of my favorite tracks on there is the the de- denial mechan uh mechanism me- mechanism denial okay. me- uh, mechanism jesus christ learn how to read <laughs> but uh j- j- it kind of harkens back to that that uh burn the priest kind of covers punk rap album sure. they did and uh just you know our crew is just uh, killing it on the new stuff, man. So yeah, Lamb of God Omens, number seven. Do you think that was like one of the like I did? Do you think it's like their their heaviest or one of the absolute oh, heaviest yeah. things that they've done? Yeah, it's just it's just crazy how how a band like that you know kind of continues to get heavier and heavier. And they're also one of those bands where it's I, I've said it a million times on here. If you like metal, I don't understand how you don't like Lamb of God. Yeah. But it, I think that was clipped from something and put out on Knotfest. And uh, a lot of people <laughs> were like, well, uh, agree to disagree on that one. Like, ah, <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely people that don't like them. For I honestly think it's just because they've gotten they've gotten the right breaks, mm-hmm. you know, between the touring with Metallica and Slipknot and whatever. I mean, yeah. when when they were a smaller band. They got all the right breaks to make them a big band. I think there's a lot of jealousy toward that band. So it's crazy though, too, man. If you if you go back and watch like, like even old Burn the Priest, like mm-hmm. uh, you know shit on YouTube, like all these just just camcorder home videos of Lamb of God and and Burn the Priest, like early back in the day. I mean, they still sound amazing back then. And so yeah. it's not like a it's not like something that they just stumbled upon. They they've mm-hmm. always kind of had it, had it. No, they definitely did. And I honestly, I don't get why everybody wants to hate bands as soon as they get popular. I just, yeah. I, I never, you know, I want my bands to be popular. Right. I want, I want to be able to go into a club and play, play something at a, on touch tunes or something yeah. and have like four other guys going, fuck yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> you know right. instead of chasing them out of the bar, cause it's not Bon Jovi or, you know, whatever bullshit they're listening to, you know? So yeah, that you don't want to be the guy that you know as you're walking to the touch tunes. I'm like, not this guy again. <laughs> yeah. 
or, or the guy now I've become that guy I sit at the I sit at my table with the touch tunes on my phone and I'm just secretly putting on stuff because I don't want them to know it's me <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the fast pass and everything else just to make sure they don't know it's me but still get my tunes in nice but, all right what are we up to six six number six for me now we're gonna get into the heavier stuff here all right this is a band that it took me forever to actually get into and now that I'm into them they cannot release enough music for me and I can't stop listening to them. That is Meshuggah. Oh, nice. Number six for me is Immutable from Meshuggah, which is, if it's not the best record they've ever done, it's definitely the best since the best record that they've ever done, which <laughs> would be Chaosphere for me. Yeah. Um, this thing is just, I don't know, man. It, it's It's like, a migraine on top of a headache on top of eye pain from staring at the sun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just this weird concoction of odd beats and super, super heaviness. And they obviously have their own very unique sound. Um, there's a song on it called ligature marks, which is maybe the best song they've ever, ever done. It's just, it's, it's a killer, killer album. It's, it's long too, which is good. It's like, it's over an hour long. Wow. Um, so Meshuga, you know, they came back, they came back strong and, um, yeah, check this one out. If you haven't already immutable from Meshuga. Yeah. They were one of the highest high spots in louder than life this year, man. They, when they came out, they were all standing in front of like these light boxes. Right. And it was like, all the lights were kind of, kind of dim where you couldn't see their faces. They were all just silhouettes mm -hmm. and obviously the, you know, the crazy patterns and whatnot, but the lights were going along with the off time patterns. It was right. one of the mo most incredible things I've ever seen uh, on a, on a stage. Dude, they're cool, man. I love them. My number six, another album that we talked about how much we wanted to hate, but we love, and that's uh, Totem by Soulfly. Yes. Uh, man, it came out, and we, it was one of those, you know, we're, we're, we're team Mark Rizzo, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, a great friend of the show, Mark Rizzo kind of thing. Obviously, Max Cavalier have been on the show many a time, but we're just, just a huge fan of Mark and his playing and whatnot. And this album, I've said it multiple times, man, just kind of goes back to that meat and potatoes of Soulfly just kind of just back to just the heavy, not not over-the-top flashy. Okay. And, uh, man, it's such a great record. It's back to the primitive, as they say. You know. <laughs> back, yeah. <laughs> like, like they, this one was drug out of the Amazon, just like, you know, like a Roots or something was. Yeah, great record, as you'll see here in a minute, because it's on my list. <laughs> it's on my list, too. But, um, yeah, it's it's an excellent record. And Max, Max credit to him, going through a time where he basically lost his main songwriter, you know, or his main music writer to come up with something as strong as this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it could, we could have really seen a, a really ugly, bad record or something that he just whipped together with Dino to put out quickly. And instead he didn't, he, he found that whoever the guitar player is in the band and he did a, did a great job at just staying the course and doing, doing good music. So yeah, it's a good record. I, I definitely like it. I like it a little more new, apparently. So, <laughs> nice. Um, so where are we at? Five? five, five for me. Guy we both interviewed, I believe. Um, Kirk Winstein and uh, Crowbar. Yes. Crowbar had the album Zero and Below. It is pretty typical Crowbar, except it's not quite as slow as a lot of the mm -hmm. Crowbar stuff. It's a little faster, you know, as Crowbar goes. I guess. I mean, you're not going to mistake it for Overkill. 
but it's a, <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's a, it's a much more faster kind of almost a downish type of a record, um, which not surprising, but uh zero and below just an excellent record. And Kirk's an awesome guy. And um, he's a cool interview too. So oh, that yeah. that's one I played the shit out of this thing all year long. Good, good record. Yeah, that was definitely that should have been an honorable mention on my part. I uh, I kept seeing that one on the list too, and I was like, kind of going back to it. Um, speaking of honorable mentions, my number five is one of your honorable mentions, uh, "Requiem" by Corn. Um, Good stuff. These last few albums, now that Head has been back in the band, have just been just just they, they, you know they go back to the the meat and potatoes of the band. Yeah, I guess we've been saying that a lot, but they, you know, they, they hit all the notes that you want, you know, they, they, uh, you know, bringing back a bagpipe and the, the scat vocals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, worst is on its way is probably one of, you know, if I did a top 10 corn songs, mm-hmm. I think I would go with, uh, with worst is, uh, on its way. And yeah, but that going back through that one too, man, it, this one kind of moved up my list when I did a re-listen, uh, just, just how great this album is. Yeah, this one and then the one before it, the nothing or nothing or whatever that was called. Yeah. Those two of the best corn records. Oh yeah. And I don't think you know it's weird because I think the the shine is off of corn a little bit. I mean, they still draw really well, but I don't yeah. think. I mean, it's not like the old days where they put out a record and they were just on everything, TV, right. radio, football games, everything for the next six <laughs> six eight months. You know, and I don't think people are talking about corn as much as they used to. But yeah, they great record the last two have been really great I'll be honest i like nothing a little bit better just because it's so much heavier right but this this one is more like traditional corn i think it's mm-hmm. definitely out of the you know first album or third album or fourth album style or sound good stuff i, I obviously i liked it as well because i honorably mentioned it and <laughs> probably could have made my top 10 so good stuff there yeah it's a good record hell yeah Moving up to four, uh, one we just talked at length about, so we don't have to stay here long. Soulfly, Totem, uh, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, I, I'm going to thank my my friend Chip Ruggieri once again. It has nothing to do with Totem, but for sending me the the Soulfly box set, still still sitting right here on my desk. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what a what a nice gift, and made me like Soulfly just a little bit more this year, I guess. Absolutely. Well, I'll take over, man. Number four, um, Machine Head of Kingdom and Crown. Wow, that uh, low, huh? Yeah, this was another one. You know, we talked about it uh, at length. You know, Robin is his uh, his posting and things like that just kind of went off the rails. But man, what an incredible record! Yeah. Um, just uh, honestly, can't say enough about it. It's one of those like if you like the blackening and that era of the band. I mean, they just kind of went right back into it. And Rob's singing his ass off, screaming his ass off. And, you know, the last, uh, what was the last record that we don't uh, talk um, about much? Catharsis. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, Catharsis came out. I enjoyed it, but it was kind of a little too much, too too almost rappy metal for me. And this one yeah. just comes back and just destroys Catharsis, man. Well, I'm glad you liked Catharsis because I hated it. <laughs> I I hated it. I was not living life on a triple beam or whatever that, that was. Although I did like that song. I got to admit, I did like that song, even though it's, kind of corny uh it's a great record though the the new one not not catharsis oh, yeah. catharsis is a bag of shit but um <laughs> of kingdom and crown is great as we'll get to in a minute <laughs> nice uh number three for me i'm staying with the heavy and getting heavier and heavier uh creator hate nice. uber allies or alice a-l-l-e-s whatever that is um i i don't know what to say about this band they're damn near 50 years old 
Right. And they're making heavier records than they ever did in the day. And they were heavy in the day. I mean, they're, they just keep getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. This thing is damn near a death metal record. It is so blasting heavy and, and just fucking fantastic from start to finish. You just turn it on and you're just blown back in your chair and you can't really get up until it's done. Just great record. Definitely the best thing that they've done since like flag of hate and the, you know, the early, early days of, you know, endless pain and stuff like that. So uh creator number three for me. Uh, my number three is a uh, bloody wood rock shock. Um, this, this album just, just kind of came out of nowhere for me. And I, I love the, you know, the, the, the fusing of the Indian folk music and the metal and sure. kind of just the, the whole story behind the band and obviously interviewing them and all that. And then just seeing them at their first U.S. show, I mean, I, like tears came to my eyes. Just watching them and the crowd was, just, I mean, they were early in the day at Louder Than Life. Seeing them just kind of, you know, kind of kind of blossoming in front of me or whatever you want to say, man. Just sure. seeing them put on a killer show, the crowd giving it back to them, getting into it. Um, you know, uh, talking to uh, talking to the guys after the show um, and just how like it, just the, 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 the sheer excitement on their face, you know, they're not jaded yet. Right. You know, obviously it's just now starting for them. Um, everything, everything all together, man, just, just really makes me love this album even more. And just, just, it's, it's just an all around great record, man. Do you think that they could become similar to like uh Rammstein as far as not necessarily doing American music, but blossoming here in America yeah. anyway? I don't know how if they could get that big, but I mean they could definitely be in that in that Gojira lane, you know, okay. like kind of yeah. kind of that level. Gojira, even like a, even a Sepultura, like a you know when they kind of came out, came out, you know, but they were they were kind of the the Brazilian crazy metal band, you know. Sure. Now, now we've kind of got this this Indian band that's uh, kind of blowing up on us. Yeah, well, that's about time. Yeah, well, we're due, so let's have that. What's crazy right. about it, I'm sorry. What's crazy about India too? It's just like, like you know, America's what three hundred and fifty million people or something like that. Yeah. India is what one point two billion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they got so many more people. <laughs> you don't even need to. You're like, you know, I, I get it if you want to break into like the Western music and things like that. But uh, there, there's a lot probably a bigger audience in India. They're probably it, but you know what? That kind of music's just yeah. not accepted over there. The, culturally, that that can't survive. Culturally, they have to live with that music underground. Yeah, they true. probably can't wait to get over here and where they could do anything and say anything. As as you said, when when they played their first gig here, they were just explosive because probably years of holding back a little bit were just stripped away. So, oh yeah, you know, good stuff, but all right, where are we? Number two, number two, um, number two the, um, the, the Kings of Vikingism these days, Amon Amarth had nice. the great heathen army, which is, I don't even know what to call this thing. I did. I see them classified as death metal and I'm not hearing death metal. I mean, maybe the, Johan's voice is a little death metally or a lot death metally, but musically they are just a straight up metal band, heavy yeah. metal band, but they're just so regular. Like if you, if you put just a regular voice on it, it, it would just sound like metal. And I know they're classified as death metal. Their shows kill. Not only do their, do they have the best staging of any band that's not on a huge stage? You know, they've done the best work with the smaller stage and that, that rowing mosh thing that all the fans do now is <laughs> yeah. the coolest shit ever. So when they put out a record, it's always going to be listened to a ton by me. This one was really, really great. Um, 
super happy to see as a side note, something doing very, very well on metal blade, you okay. know, and instead of, you know, instead of one of the bigger, most of these, all these other ones are on bigger labels, but it was good to see metal blade had a, you know, a big, big release this year and one that was really, really solid. So Amon Amarth for me, number two with the great heathen army. Yeah, that was one uh, when I was speaking with Ricky Rackman the other day. You know, you assume he's going to tell a story about, you know, Pantera or, you know, Megadeth or Danzig sure, sure. or something. And that was the one he was just like, he was gushing about Amon Amarth and how great they are. So are you not, are you not into them or? I, it's one of those that like every time I see live footage and things like that, I, I'm always into it, but I've just never sat down and like, Today I will journey into a modern yeah. I don't know that you'd like them really because they're not they're they're a little more like I said they're a little more deathy I guess. Oh yeah, you well, know, <laughs> you know as far as vocally, yeah. mm-hmm. vocally I don't think you would dig them a ton, but musically I think you really would because they are they are straight up metal man. They're they're nice. strong, like them. Well, speaking of straight up metal, my number yeah. two uh, yes. was an album we spoke about earlier. Uh, Megadeth, The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Man, this album wow. is just one of those I just keep going back to. And every time it pops up on the, on the Spotify, I tend to listen through it. And uh, all the singles have been great. And I, I enjoyed the videos. I thought the videos were kind of cool, kind of giving a backstory to Vic Rattlehead. You know, just, just, uh, just something kind of cool that they did. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, uh, let's see. Number one. We already talked about this guy. <sighs> I hate doing it, but number one, Machine Head <laughs> of Kingdom of Crown. Yeah. I, I I can't stop listening to it. I listened to it again today, all yep. the way through. It seemed like it was on for about three minutes, and it was like an hour or whatever it is, the length of the record. It's just great. There, you know, I I I I guess I have to just put it in my head to never count Rob Flynn out because he's done this to me a couple of times now. You know, he did it to me with the burning red. He did it to me with supercharger. He did it to me now with catharsis where I was like, this is, this band's over. They're not going to make it back. They're not going to make it back. And then this album came out and just, I mean, from the first song, Mm -hmm. first song just rips your fucking face off and it never lets up. You know, and I, I love this record. It's definitely, it's not only my number one of the year, but it's my number one by a hell of a lot. Wow. You know, I, I probably played this album more than probably twice as much as any of the other things on my list. Great record. Nice, man. Yeah, a great record. Like I said, I mean, it was number four on my list and uh, definitely could have could have been number one this year. But my number one um, was actually almost my number one last year because they released did so Deftones many singles. Did have up. something this year? <laughs> the Deftones did not release anything this year. Hopefully 2023. Um <laughs> But the band Memphis May Fire put out Remade in Misery. Uh, they were they were kind of doing that thing where singles came out. Uh, actually, I just see it now. They they almost released this entire album as a single at one point. Right. June 3rd, 2021. July 14th, 2021. August 27th, 2021. On and on and on. And then finally it all came out, uh, you know, this year. And uh, on June 3rd, 2022. And it's crazy. Is they put so many songs out. But my favorite song on the entire album was a song they didn't even release, which is a song called Misery. And um it, it's it's it was my number one on Spotify. It's anytime it comes on on the on the series, you know, you got the little bookmark on Sirius so it pops up no matter what I'm listening to, switch over to it. Uh just just kind of keep going back to it, man. Sure. And it's one of my favorite records. And then obviously um you know Maddie Mullins saying hello to me and saying hey Josh, how's it going? You know that that's always good too when I saw him <laughs> at Loud in the Life last year. 
Um, no. but, uh, but no, man, I mean, just, this is one of those bands too, that I, I was aware of, but I didn't really listen to sure. until it was like, uh, I was doing throwback throwdown. And so for throwback throwdown, I, I'd always have t- two guests on and then with, you know, talk to me, that would be a third guest. So like three guests a week. Sure. And I'm just kind of like, what do you got? What do you got? Who you got? And I got, you know, pitched Memphis may fire. And I was like, you know, heard of them, you know, I'll dig into them and have them on the show. And, as one band that I've really found through podcasting that I love and, nice. uh, and, uh, yeah. So, so Memphis may fire remade in misery is my number one album of 2022. Wow. Look at that. Boy, they, if they don't share this number one on Notfest, you know, <laughs> they don't share this. There's something wrong with them at this point. Cause that's, that's a big get for them. It's a great record. I, I will say not my top 10 cause it's not really my right. style more yeah. or less really honestly but i but it is great it is a, it's a good listen and um they're a strong band i've seen them i've seen yeah. them once or twice with other people and they're, they're good so good stuff yeah they were not this year but last year is louder than life and dude they, they were like a last minute addition and they had just gotten off tour i think with corn actually and they basically rolled in just threw their gear on the stage and just blew everybody away there too so so yeah, from from the live show to the interviews to the to the actual album, man, great package all around. There you go. Well, dude, set what do we have about sixteen records that we offered between. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was we about have like yeah. three or four that are crossovers. But for the we gave people sixteen choices of things to listen to for the next week or two. I was actually surprised that Skid Row didn't make your top ten. I, I thought you know it was kind of like a it, it was kind of like an ongoing like I think that might be in the top ten and. Yeah, it, you know it's 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 there. It's just not all the way there, and <laughs> and it's, you know, I I kind of, I kind of died down on it a little bit just because okay. I like overkilled it at first when I first got it. I was playing it nonstop, and then I kind of when they when they announced the tour and it ain't coming here, I was like, oh, sons of bitches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you're out of the top ten because you your, lose. Your booking agent didn't. Yeah, you your booking the- agent took you out of my list. Your booking agent. It's a good record though. I do like it. Yeah, I think of uh of of all of the classic stuff. Yeah, that's definitely uh sure you know, definitely some of the best stuff out. The one thing you were talking about with the creator album and stuff too, man. That's that's the one that you know we went through that period of time in the in the nineties and early two thousands where like our favorite bands from our childhood were putting out these just dog shit sounding records, mm-hmm. and then now you know with with technology and Pro Tools and you know plugins and all that stuff, like it seems like people are really putting out just quality quality music now they are they definitely are and dude i'm just amazed at all these bands that are this old that are putting out heavier and better stuff i mean i I know we always talk about the big four but the the european big four i think all put out records this year and they're all great yeah you know the tankard record was really good creators really good uh sodom was really good um who's the fourth one um i can't think of who the fourth one is now Whoever it is, it was really good. It God was damn great. It. it was the best of the bunch. <laughs> Can't, I don't know why I'm brain dead on this, but um, you know, all of those, all of those bands, all those old bands are still doing, you know, where we're like in the the hair metal bands, all those bands are kind of sucking these days, yeah. or a lot of them are really. But um the man, the heavier bands, even even the US bands too. I mean, when you look at Overkill, Testament uh death angel yeah you know all these bands that have put out records the last two years they're great they're all great records it's 
It's like, when are these fucks going to slow down? They're all grandfathers at this point. <laughs> That's the one thing. Like, uh, I, I, obviously, I don't have a list in front of me of, of albums in 2023, but I know, I know Testament looks like they're coming out with something new with Lombardo and drums. That'll be fun to kind of hear the a new studio album with them. Yeah. Um, new uh, new obituary is really good. Uh, I, I will be interviewing uh, Donald Hardy for that one coming up soon. Nice. Um, speaking of like just, just anniversaries and things like that, man, the... 30th anniversary of River, River Runs Red. They're they're going out on tour. That's actually that tour will be coming here. Life of Agony will be coming here in uh in March. So I'll okay. definitely and they're playing the album in its entirety. One of those tours. Nice. So I will definitely be at that. Man, I 30 years. I, that's that's one that's kind of hitting me. Like I can't believe that album is 30 years old. <laughs> like like I was like, oh, what is this? Like the 20th anniversary? And they're sure. like, no, it's the 30th anniversary. All right, just because I want to feel old here. Did you see them on that tour on River Runs Red tour? Uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of when the first time I saw them was. I know, no, I know I saw them on Ugly. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I saw them on the River Runs Red tour. I saw them at the World Series of Metal and whatever year that would have been 95, I guess, or 94, yeah. whatever year it would have been. You're gonna love this because you, you, you won't believe that I sat through this. It was the main three bands were Life of Agony, nice, uh, Deftones, there you go, and um, Anthrax in oh. one of the oddest <laughs> lineups of all time. Yeah, that was like early on uh, Deftones too, man. Yeah, that was that was that was the seven words Deftones. That was when they were good. The <laughs> you let that slide, okay. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you're loving that new crosses single. So I know. do. I, I very much like that song. Very good. It was funny. Cause I, when I listened to it, I was like, I'm going to send this to Chris. I think you'll like it. Cause I, I know you have that soft spot for the, the eighties pop. I do. Um, first time I, I don't think it's the first time I saw life of agony, but I know it was, it was the ugly tour. Cause it, they, they opened for, it was, it was life of agony, then corn and then Ozzy. Okay. And I was totally, I was, you know, and, you know, take my metal card now. But like I was there for Life of Agony and Corn and Ozzy sure. was just like a, like a, like a, a, a bonus, I guess, at the time. Yeah. But because it was Corn's first record, it was Life of Agony, Ugly. And, you know, they, they were, it was just a great, uh, I think that was the Retirement Sucks tour. I wish, <laughs> for we I wish we would have gotten that. We had that tour, but we didn't have Life of Agony. We had Deftones. Well, and I saw them a second. I've seen Deftones <laughs> like four or five times, and I've never really dug up. Do you think they're a good live band? Yes. They're Do you incredible. think they've always been a good live band? Yes. Ugh, see, we just agree to disagree <laughs> fully on that. Because I've seen them a few times where I just was like, ugh, I just couldn't take, couldn't take it. I, I, I couldn't take Chino's whining, and yeah. I really couldn't take even more than his whining. I couldn't take the guitar sound that they had early on that yeah. fuzz boxed thing. It sounds like from what I understand, they have a more full sound now. Well, that's the thing is I, I that's what always blows me away when people talk about liking adrenaline more than anything else that they've done. Cause I, the guitar sound on that album just drives me nuts. Yeah, it's awful. But like, you know, like now, I mean, obviously they've, they've refined the sound or whatever, but, uh, mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, I thoroughly enjoy the band. And, you know, I, I'm one of those people, like, if you don't like a band, I like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm yeah, not like, cares? dude, Chris, you know, fuck, <laughs> give me your fucking metal card, Chris. <laughs> well, I, believe me, when people hear my pop collect, you know, I, I list I list my top 10. It's all these brutal, heavy things. And yeah. it'll mix in perfectly with Frankie Valley and, and Tiffany and shit that plays in my player. <laughs> and people are like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I was, I was actually trying to figure out if there's any pop and stuff like that that came out this year that that would have uh, jumped in the list, but nothing really jumped out. No. Um, you know, no no new uh, Bruno Mars record or anything this year. Yeah, when is that guy going to do a record? It's been what eight years? It's been a while. But man, can't can't uh, can't go wrong with some of the early Bruno Mars stuff. Nope, certainly cannot. He's one of those people who probably end up with uh, you know doing. Um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, singles from here on out. Probably so. He, you know what though? The guy put out what three records and like every song on him was a hit. So you know, does he need to do more? Does he need to do full albums? Right. You know, he played the <laughs> Super Bowl off of two records. Yeah, do uh, do wops and hooligans and uh, unorthodox jukebox man. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot go wrong. And twenty four K magic. Jeez. Yeah, he's, he's had he's had he's had a lot of hits. You know, you look at the, you look at the, if you look at those albums, though, you know, every song. Oh yeah. If you're a pop guy, if you're into pop, you know, every song on those records, you know, gorilla and when I was your man and blah, 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 blah. And boy, we're really doing a metal show here. Today, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it dissolved into this. We've talked about this man. The Bruno Mars show that I saw was, I think right, right when that, that gorilla song came out. Yeah. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, uh, yeah, they're he's just, good, man. You know, you want to do a top ten list of shows I've seen. He's probably up there with, you know, him and Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, both of those would make my top ten. Too. Garth yeah. Brooks, for I don't even like country, like even yeah. a little bit. Right. I, I'm just not a country, but he doesn't do a country show. Right, he does like a rock show, like a big rock show with shit blowing up and big mm-hmm. staging, and he's running around and rolling around on the ground and going crazy. I mean, he's he's fantastic. What's crazy about those shows too? Here we are talking about Garth Brooks on the Slipknot channel. Um, is the the fact that he does like a like a two hour show, and then everybody clears out of the arena, which is twenty thousand people, and then twenty new thousand people yeah. come in, and he does the same exact show. Like I saw, my aunt went to see the like the fourth show, like the the second show on the second night, mm-hmm. and she said he had as much energy as he did the you know, first show first night. Like he just. You know, must be some good drugs or something. But Jesus, Christ, uh, if you're man, making if you're making two million dollars an hour, I think you'd probably <laughs> find some extra energy too. Yeah, <laughs> put it <laughs> into the drugs. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so if you guys have seen Bruno Mars and or uh, Garth Brooks, you know, put that in the comments yeah. section too. <laughs> yeah, under a fake name, <laughs> right? <laughs> because Chris and I have obviously lost our metal cards long time. Yeah, ago. long time ago. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. So um, what was your uh? We'll, we'll go with one last question here. What do you? What was some of your favorite uh, interviews you did over the year? Over this oh, wow. year? Um, jeez, I don't know. Uh, again, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I've done so many that I I really don't know. Um, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed talking to um, a guy named Michael Gabriel, who's uh, Prince's godson. Oh, nice. That was that was a, a really fun one. Um, I don't know, dude, I just like talking to bands in general, just more yeah. 
I, I like where I'm at now. I, I, I don't know that I could actually pick like, well, this was the best or whatever. Right. As much as I would, as I just like that, I've gotten to a point now where a lot of the band guys know me a little bit. Right. To where I don't have to do interviewee interviews anymore, where I can just kind of chill and just talk to guys. You know, like I'll, I'll point to one that makes sense for the channel John Campbell. Okay. You know, yeah, J- yeah. John Campbell from uh, Lamb of God. Mm hmm talking to him i didn't have to be like so you have a new record how was that where would you record <laughs> right, what was that right. you know it was just kind of shooting the shit because i've run into him you know 25 times over the years and we could just kind of talk about stuff and it, and it was cool and it was fun and and i've really gotten i'm i think all my interviews have gotten more and more like that yours too i mean you've really gotten a lot more comfortable than you were five years ago when you started or six years ago or however many years it's been has it been six seven Seven Jesus, we are getting yeah, right. <laughs> we are getting old fast, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, if you listen back to the ones that you did when you when you first got rolling, Stay you probably hate them. You hate them, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my god, because especially yeah. when, you, when you can hear yourself reading too. Like I used to do that in the early days and be like, so what is this new record all about? You know, I'm like reading it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever actually written down questions, like even in the early days. I've always had, I've always been bullet points, but I don't, I don't know if I've had actual questions written out. No, I definitely did in the early days. And I heard my interviews. I was like, not doing that anymore. Well, it's funny because even the, you know, I, I've been really going in and diving into some of the older interviews and pulling clips for TikTok and things sure. like that. And just kind of listening, like a lot. Obviously, a lot of it's the Jason Newstead inter- interview, and it's funny even hearing that interview because obviously I'm like, you know, you know, starstruck or whatnot, just kind of talking to him. Sure. So it's kind of funny. I'm like, get your shit together, Josh. You can do this. <laughs> even back then, but it, it's it's kind of cool to go back and listen to some of these interviews because you you know when you do the interview, I'm on to the next interview, and I forget about what I've already done. Sure. But, you know when you're kind of doing these kind of going through and just just pulling clips and things like that you're like man i've really talked to a lot of cool people oh yeah dude i mean we've talked i mean honestly i i i won't speak for you but i'll speak about you and definitely for me yeah who's left yeah i mean it's hetfield like, at yeah, this point you know yeah and, and i mean even for me i've met het a, a bunch of yeah. times you know i've never interviewed him i'd like to but obviously that's not going to happen yeah, but you know, I mean, dude, even the guys from the channel here, I fucking watched the Super Bowl with Slipknot one year. Right. You know, I sat in the sat in the dressing room watching the Super Bowl with them at the House of Blues in Cleveland. You know, it's like okay, that that's way more of a thing to me than it ever would be if Corey Taylor was like, hey, let's talk about let's talk about the new record. Right. You know, that'll always be my highlight of Slipknot is that time that I sat watching. It was the Giants and well, the Patriots, I think. You know, whatever year that was, but oh, wow. but but it would I, I still remember just sitting there and those guys were just hanging out with me like I belonged there watching the Super Bowl. It was really fun. <laughs> nice. Kind of looking back over the year just to see um you know what what I did this year. And uh obviously starting out the year strong with Jelly Roll, that was, yeah, that was up until up until recently, that was one of the highest downloaded episodes of the not fest era of the of the uh podcast. God, was that uh, a year ago? Jesus. Uh, January 2022. Oh my god. Derek Green of Supple True. That was that was a great one. Um, you know, Maddie Mullins, you guys can go back and check that out. Uh John Five, Max <laughs> Cavalera, Carla Harvey, always great to have on the show. Sergio Vega talking, you know, getting kicked out of Death Tones. <laughs> right. <laughs> um Wade McNeil from Al- uh, Alexis on Fire, man. Well, that was a, I ended up being a really cool one. Um, 
you know, when we had uh, GFM on the show, that was fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, those girls were fun. Uh, Gina Hoagland, always great. Fred Corey, that was a good one. Um, can't can't ever go wrong with Fred Corey. I I don't know if you saw this on my Facebook or not. <laughs> I I took a picture of my backyard because it's covered in snow and there's trees and it's you know right right like the, yeah the woods that. out back. And I was like, you know, black metal bands uh, available for photo shoots. <laughs> and then I found a, a a long cold winter era a shot of Fred on a horse. Right. And I, and I was like, oh look, Fred Corey stopped by on his horse. And <laughs> Fred jumped into the comments and he's like, sorry for what that horse did to your backyard or what he left you in your backyard. Nice. And I was like, it's all good, man. It was just great to see you. He's so It's awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, Nick Nocturnal, fun. Uh, you know, Max Keller again, two two interviews with Max this year. Yeah. Levi Levi Ben, the Art Cruz interview. Art Cruz was the guy that uh one of those you walk away from thinking you're like, man, that's my, <clears> new, <throat> my new best friend. Right. Uh, the Louder Than Life interviews were great. Chris Garza, Monty Pittman, um, Mariah and Ashley from Plush, uh, the, the Until I Wait guys the, in Flames. And uh, my favorite, I one of my favorites from that was uh, Amigo the Devil. He ended up being a very fun <coughs> interview. Right. Then obviously Craig Owens and then Daryl from Snapcase. That the, the Snapcase episode was probably one of my favorites just because it's one of those anniversary episodes where you get to talk about a specific record that you love a lot. So sure. you don't have to be like, so tell me about the new album and then try to sneak in like a like an old school uh you know a question here and there. So that's right. always fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, you did a lot of good ones, man. Yeah, Ricky Rackman. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. That Mike Mushak interview is actually a lot of fun too. So yeah, go back and listen and watch all of them. Damn it. Yeah. They're <laughs> all on the, they're all on what the YouTube channel and they're all behind the paywall that you should be subscribed to anyway. So subscribe to, or, you know, check out the, uh, the audio for free. <clears throat> That's right. But don't check out the audio for free. Pay the fucking five bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> you cheap bastards. Just pay the five bucks. Jeez. It's great content. <laughs> Well, I think that'll do it, man. Uh, we stretched this one out long enough, but um, you know, leave in the comments, leave in the uh, the comments your top ten of the uh, top ten of the year. Where did we get it right? Where did we get it wrong? Which was nowhere. And um, you know, just tell us what your favorite records were of the year. How about that? Yeah, be good to see what everybody else is thinking. Maybe we missed stuff. Maybe that, that's the best part of the comments too. This year would be what did we miss? Right. You know, tell us what we missed so we can go back and listen to it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, so for the uh the talk to me podcast here, notfest.com, I've been Joshua Toomey. I'm still Chris Hagan. And we will talk to you soon. See ya. The Talk To Me Podcast, presented by NotFest.com. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app to get the latest from the Talk To Me Podcast. 